0: There's some del- fuck the perpetual ejaculator. <laughs> I like that. Trai maltra cerveza.
1: This guy thinks you're a maid, bro. Squat, motherfucker. You think someone made better get me one of
0: those maid outfits. Mmm. Look hella cute. You look good in like an apron and nothing else. Body hair. <laughs> 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 Nothing is revealed. So much bush. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Single in Miami.
1: My name is Javier. Oye, párate, párate. I'm getting a call. Oye, niño, de madre. De mamá. Oh. Oye, tú no pensabas llamar a tu madre hoy. Ma, hablamos a el. No importa. Yo tengo que hablar todos los días. Hola, oh, Wow. Oh my God, si sí, esa es la única excusa que siempre usas cuando no te llamo. Pues claro que tienes que llamarme todos los días. Ok. ¿Y ya comiste? <ríe> sí, ya comí, ok. No, porque que vinieras a comer. Arroz, friolés negro y picadillo. Comida. <ríe> no, qué rico. Está bien, no, ya yo comí, dale más. Ok, mi niño, dale. Bye
0: you're like 31 years old and
1: you can't escape your parents, bro. Dude, it doesn't matter how old you are or I, I've been living all, on my own for, what, seven, eight years now? And I cannot go a day without at least calling my mom once. That's good, though. And then my dad will be like, tu llamaste a tu madre hoy. He <laughs> knows. He knows. That's He knows the, thing. the trouble you're that, in. That's the thing. He knows. <laughs> How is it on your end? Like, does your mom call you guys constantly?
0: Oh, constantly, and three or four times about the Jeez. same thing. Yeah, like the dementia is kicking in. You know, qué <laughs> tú You ate, of course, mom. ¿Qué tú comiste? No sé, lo mismo de siempre. The same thing as
1: <laughs> always. I'm I'm actually surprised that she didn't ask ¿Con qué Like, does it matter? <laughs>
0: It's funny because I'm 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 driving and she's always telling me I'm worried about you. You know, don't pick up your phone while driving. Don't text. But drive. she's the one calling she's the one you. calling
1: me. Next time they call, I'm just gonna be like, Mom, straight gang banging right now.
0: I pulled a nasty prank on her one time. <laughs> you know, my phone had died and um, I called her through my boss's phone number and I'm like, Senora, tu hijo ha tenido un accidente. Oh, that's horrible. She, she's like, That's horrible. Call. Si sí, t- que recogerlo ahora mismo, que está inconsciente. <laughs> she
1: hated me. <laughs> I would hate you too. <laughs> You let your family meddle in your affairs.
0: <laughs> ah. There's got to be, you know, a clear line that you should not cross, especially in uh, relationships, starting off at least, right? That's what our story talks about today. You want to go ahead and take
1: it away? All right, so I, I'll get this one then. So this is titled, These Are My Friends. So about five to six years ago, after being in a relationship for almost two years, I was a single Pringle, and I decided it was time to get out there and mingle. So I went ahead and did what every newly 25-year-old single person does. I downloaded Tinder. Many swipes later, I matched with this 28-year-old guy. And after talking for about two weeks, we meet up and have brunch. The conversation flowed, and he seemed like an okay guy in person. Turns out he was working as a server but was also in real estate and had a college education, even though he was not doing anything with it. It had been going well, and we continued talking over the next few days. He then invites me to a second date for the following weekend for a happy hour to have a drink before going to dinner with some friends he had invited. Happy hour is pretty normal. It's just the two of us. But he had been drinking before I got there, and he was already pretty tipsy. We get to the restaurant, and he has reservations to this extremely luxurious Italian restaurant in Brickle. And there's his mother, father, brother, the brother's wife, the brother's wife's younger brother, and the brother's childhood friend. So the whole family is here, and all he says is, these are my friends. The conversation was largely updates since they hadn't seen each other in a while, or, or so it seems, and what they were up to. His brother's friend was teasing me the whole time and mentioned he worked in the medical field. I tried to engage, and I said I had just come out of being a research assistant doing clinical research, so he would tease me because I recently worked at a ketamine clinic. At a certain point, he got too comfortable. My date was a little too drunk, and he said, Dude, stop. You always do this when I bring a girl. Besides the extremely uncomfortable situation, we're having dinner, and he gets up to go to the restroom. And that's when I'm bombarded with questions. Do you guys exercise together? Are you planning on moving in together? Did you guys drift over together? All these questions were basically suggestions that I was his girlfriend. And to make matters worse, I found out there and then that he had just gotten out of an engagement recently that had ended really badly. They were just so happy to see him moving on and just felt like a flex to show his family he was doing okay because he paid for everything, including his friends. He was saying how he had gotten a new job and was getting paid great. At the end of the night, we were leaving the restaurant and he pulls out a cigarette to smoke. And even though it's not my favorite thing, it's not a deal breaker. Afterwards, I go home and I'm still in a bit of a shock trying to process everything. I decide to text him that it might not be the best thing for us to see each other any longer. I tell him that the whole situation was a lot, that he brought his whole family to our second date, and while I was still trying to get to know him. Besides that, the whole family thought we were already in a relationship. The only defense that he gave was that they were my only friends. But then he said, is it because I lied about smoking cigarettes? And that's basically when I just decided that it was just not going to work out. The friends might have been okay, even though it was so early, but family is a whole other level I personally was not ready for. Two years later, I was out in a festival in Winwood with someone I was dating, and he was there staring at me the entire time. It actually made my boyfriend at the time notice it, and he commented on how there was some random guy intensely staring at me. Then maybe another year after he messaged me on WhatsApp because I had blocked his number with a, hey, how are you doing? I live in Colorado now, and you should come visit. I ended up changing my phone number. Damn. It,
0: all because he lit up a cigarette.
1: I don't know if it was about the cigarette, bro. <laughs> but, but bringing your whole ass family?
0: Uh, what is going on? Is this like the beginning of a mafia movie, bro? Italian, fancy Italian restaurant?
1: Uh, the whole family? I'd hey. like to welcome you to my family. What the hell is going on with this guy? So, okay. So, clearly, this is like, dude, crystal clear. Like, when... Okay, actually, let's break it down piece by piece. When is it a right time to introduce your partner or the person you're seeing to your friends? Friends? (laughs) Bro,
0: I got pictures of my friends on my Tinder profile. I'm on your Tinder profile? Hell yeah, bro. If your homies aren't on your Tinder profile, are they really your homies? That's true. You got to kiss your homies goodnight. Every night. That was gay as hell, bro. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? Nah, man. But I, I don't mind introducing uh, my friends to, like, a potential partner, uh, not not on the first date, maybe not on the second, but soon after that. I kind of want to see how, you know, they in- interact, you guys interact with, like, a potential partner of mine, because that's important to me. If a girl that I'm seeing just has, like, a crap attitude and, like, one of my ex-girlfriends. I'm, I'm familiar s- with this. Yes, I know. <laughs> remember, she, we were at Chili's, and she was, like, a little tipsy, and under her breath, she's like, oh. I'm better than them. I'm like, (laughs) well, shit. Did you
1: agree? (laughs) I was like,
0: yes, baby. You you are better than them. We just can't say it out loud. You simp. We just can't say it out loud. Fucking simp. So that would, you know, um, show some red flags. And I'm not opposed to meeting a girl's friends either. You know, after not on the first date, maybe not on the second, but soon after. I don't mind that.
1: So for me, it's more, you know, I would like to give it a couple weeks. I like to get to know the person. I like them to get to know me first as well, because I want to see how basically what you said also, like how well, how well do we click? Do we all click as a unit, right? Uh, do we share the same sense of humor? And we established that that's very important in a relationship. Can they hold a conversation with, with my friends, right?
0: Would it be a deal breaker, you know, if they if she couldn't?
1: If she couldn't hold a a conversation.
0: Not just that, but like if she didn't click, you know.
1: I don't think it would necessarily be a deal breaker. It would just kind of, you know, it would just kind of suck, man. I mean, because I value you guys a lot, right? We've been roughing it out for a couple of years now, over a decade. Mm -hmm. And it would just be a letdown. It it, It wouldn't be a deal breaker, though. I mean, I would prefer if she would get along.
0: Oh, yeah, like I think you can keep your, your girlfriend and your friends yeah. apart. It's, it's not a necess- necessity. It's it's nice um, to be able to, you know, go, go out with the boys and then bring your girl along with you. That'd be cool, but not a necessity.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Wait, Dayron, don't you have like a three step procedure where the first day you take them out to get a coffee? And then date? the second
1: day you gotta introduce them <laughs> to the whole family, pets included. Yes.
0: The whole family.
1: Everybody. No, bro, but I mean, the. F- I mean, friends is one thing. Friends seems more casual, you know. Um, For example, let's say we're going to a bar, right? And you're bringing, you know, your girl and and I'll tell them, hey, I'm meeting up with some friends, their girlfriends, their wives here at this bar. Would you like to come and meet them? Right. Just make it casual so it doesn't seem intimidating,
0: it's really important to give that type of information to begin with, you know, like who's going, how many are going, because it might seem a little intimidating at first. You know, just...
1: um, Yeah, no, depending on the personality, some might be more introverted than others, and they might not be, they might not want to be surrounded by a very large crowd, you know, at the beginning when meeting your friends, for example. So that's that's acceptable.
0: Yeah, like if it was me um, being invited to go hang out with, Friends or family? I would like to know, you know, a little bit of a background. Like, oh, you're gonna meet my brother; he's really close to me, my best friend. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. You're gonna meet um, another close friend of mine, uh, bringing his wife, fiance, something like that. You know, just so I so I know what to expect.
1: So you probably remember when we were playing D and uh, pretty consistently a couple of years back. Well, ratchet D and dungeons and dipshits because we have no idea what the fuck we were doing, and. Um, I invited the that girl that I was seeing and it had been about a month and I thought that was a pretty acceptable time, you know, to her uh, to come and meet you guys. And she came and she played with us.
0: Really? I was under the impression you met her like fifteen minutes before we started. Fifteen playing. minutes
1: on the clock prior. I'm like, it's Hey, like you wanna come months? in? Yeah. yeah. Bro, that's bullshit. A month? That's it w- a- it was about a month, that's yeah, what before I mean. What, a month is not an acceptable time to meet you guys? No, it's not an acceptable time to bring her to play D&D. You're right. Think. She needed more time, yeah. <laughs> D&D was sacred.
0: It's not that. you probably scared away, man.
1: Actually, we lasted quite some time, Bobby, you know? Yeah. I think about a year. Nah, it's
0: pretty cool. It's pretty cool that you brought her along to play
1: something. Why don't we play that anymore? Because we're doing that's a, a g- podcast. Because we're doing a podcast now. And not even that. It's just so hard to... RIP our homie Raul with Charlie. That's really it. We're missing our fourth player. And we're missing people that actually know how to play the game. <laughs> we don't know how to play, but we do have fun with it. If there's anybody that would like to join our ghetto-ass campaigns, we are looking for a player four and a healer, right? Yeah, sure. Healer. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just figure out the game and, and roll for charisma. <laughs>
0: This guy in a story, he probably should have rolled for intelligence because that was a whack move. Clearly, he was
1: not of the mage class. <laughs> it was suboptimal
0: at best. I Like, it really wasn't a smart move for him to have brought his family on the second date.
1: But before we actually talk about the family part, let's try and finalize the friendship. Because, I don't know, man. I feel like he crossed a boundary that I don't like and I've experienced myself. Basically... It almost seems like this guy was trying to flirt with her, not so much poke fun at her in a very like childish way. Yeah, like in a really stupid way. And that's not a line that you cross with your friends. It just seemed very childish and immature, the way he went about it. Because if you guys or any other friend of mine is seeing somebody and they introduce them to us, they're dead to me romantically. And that's just a line you don't cross, man. Uh, That's just pure disrespect. And I've experienced that myself. I had a friend that got way too close to my girlfriend. And near the end stages of our relationship, I remember having this conversation with her. And after we tried it again a second time, she kind of opened up to what happened there. And she kind of just cemented my belief because she told me that basically it was something among the lines of, oh, he said to her, oh, if... It doesn't work out with this person that I'm seeing. You and I have to have a talk. And what the fuck does that say? That the whole time that I'm seeing this girl, he had a crush on her. And it wasn't just that, but what she said afterwards. Because I told her, basically what I just said earlier, that like you don't do that to a friend. And she's like, well, you can't control what you feel. I go, yes, you fucking can. If your friend is seeing somebody, you are not looking at them romantically ever. Because that's your friend, right? Just completely dead. Dead to you. Dead to me, yes. That's right. That's homie code. That's broken. That's how it should be. Yeah.
0: All right, but what if it was a family member hitting on your girl? That's disrespectful. I would straight up kick your ass, Josh, if you hit on my girl. I'm 6'4", bro. And you're also gay. (laughs) You never do that to me, right? Only for you. Only for me what? No, yeah, what
1: are they going to do? Call the cops on you? They're family, bro. You pay half the rent. <laughs> That's true. In Miami, with this economy that we're living, hey, yeah, I can offer you an efficiency for $1,500. <laughs> That's
0: true, man. That's absolutely In, in true. the
1: back of someone's house, mind you.
0: <sighs> Shit's falling apart right now. That's why we live with family. That's why we're
1: such a close community. I mean, like. Well, we have no choice but to live with family most of the time here because it's just everything's so expensive. Mm-hmm. But on the topic of family, okay, so when is an acceptable time? for your partner to meet your family
0: first date hands down you know you you're uh, not so much looking for a partner but you're looking for a uh, steady income you know what I mean uh, you got I got bills to pay honey and <laughs> I need like the half the rent yeah just looking the rent <laughs> on the real though I think it takes time. Um, it's a big step to take in a relationship I would say months for me personally.
1: How many months specifically?
0: Well, first you gotta know. Um, you gotta understand if this person is like good for you, if you guys are do, do well together, because it it's such a hassle to meet their family and then break up with a girl. Because sometimes you get along with their family so well that kinda like it kinda sucks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, man, I, I think I know what you mean. Um, it takes some time to build that trust, right? And oh actually so here's a quick little story. Uh, I was seeing this girl. And we were seeing each other for, I think, about two months. And, you know, everything was clicking. Uh, she introduced me to her family within, like, the first, like, I think it was, like, like three weeks. I felt very rushed, right? But I was very respectful. I mean, that's what she wanted, right? So I went over. I met them. They were cool for the most part. And... You know, we just kind of continue doing our thing. Now, here's the kicker and why we broke up on top of it on month two. So, we were supposed to go out to dinner. I think it's like a Saturday or something, right? And we had just finished having sex. So, I'm getting dressed. And so is she. And she asks me, when am I meeting your family? And I tell her, this is not the first time we've had this conversation before because it wasn't. She had brought it up a couple times prior. And I told her, look, I'm not ready for that yet. I think that's something that's very intimate to me at least, right? And it's not the right time. But let's work on each other first, right? Like, you have me. And then, you know, when we get there, we get there. But we got to give it time. And that was actually what led to her getting upset about it. And us arguing and breaking up.
0: You had that post-night clarity.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it pulls that clarity, bro, but I but this this was a conversation that that she brought up multiple times. And I always said and very respectfully, too, like, you know, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. Yeah, it's a big step. And
0: you were open to meeting her family. So I was you weren't trying. Yeah. um, But you weren't ready for that step. And she should have respected that.
1: Uh, At the end of the day, that's actually what ended up happening. I wasn't ready. She crossed that line. And I just couldn't go back afterwards. I liked her a, a lot. Don't get me wrong. I liked her a lot. That's okay, bro. Bring it in, bro. Oh yeah. Give get me the hug, hug, bro. Give get me the hug. hug. I liked her a whole lot. But it just that bothered me a lot, man, and I couldn't get past it. I mean, now that I think back in retrospect, um I we probably shouldn't have taken it as you know deep as we held it there. But I guess just after poking at the bear for so many times, I think it just got to me. I should have just let her go.
0: After that bear ejaculated and just wanted
1: to go to sleep, I <laughs> didn't want it.
0: Nothing to do with no family, nothing like that.
1: I mean, bro, the last thing I want to think of is think of my family, you know. Think of mi madre, mi padre, you know. Uh, that is very uncomfortable. El
0: padrino también. El padrino. Is part of the family? El
1: padrino is part of the family. My brother, you know, I don't want to be thinking about them yeah. after we just did coitus. <laughs> So, you know, this is not a need for speed. You know, we need to take it one step at a time.
0: For sure, man. Something that happened to me, man. Um, my
1: last relationship,
0: I met their parents, bro. They were great people. Um, her mom, especially, bro. She's the sweetest person, bro. Just like the best. Cooked me breakfast every day. I is eat. it the
1: one that would put the salt in the coffee and give you diarrhea? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the one, bro. But it tasted so good. I can't even complain. She was amazing. Uh, her dad was a little weird he's kind of like a pothead um but they were good people and they treated me good and I treated them good and it's kind of a shame that after the fact that I broke up with her you know I lost touch with them uh, because they were so sweet to me man like I I, um, I just I didn't feel right continuing to talk to them after I had broken up with her because it was such a long relationship and you know I wanted to be friends after the fact but it didn't work out. Um, so that's a, that's kind of like a bummer that sometimes I just assume that's something that happens to more people than I know that they um, become very friendly with the parents and then after breaking up it kind of becomes awkward though I'm, I'm sure some people still talk to them after the fact,
1: yeah? Yeah, I mean it just depends how the relationship had ended and how much time in between you know, was spent but that's a good question. So, would you still talk to the family after a breakup if you guys got along? Well, I think that varies from relationship to relationship, bro. But I'm glad you were able to experience that. Um, on my end, I don't think I talked to any of them.
0: Why would you be glad I experienced that? It's awkward as hell.
1: No, but I mean, you guys you guys had a good relationship, right? And you thought about it. Yeah. Right? Like, you you wanted to to reach out, see how they were doing. You appreciate what the mom was doing right, for you making you breakfast. I'm thinking now that it is nice. I've, for the most part, always had a relatively okay um, relationship with the parents of my girlfriends. But I think once we stop, you know, being together, I have to cut it off. I can't.
0: Well, in this situation, for me, I cut it off. But that's not to say that it would always be the case. I mean, maybe, you know,
1: I mean I w- I would be okay with them reaching out to my parents I have no issue with that I don't I just find it you know odd myself to reach out to their parents for some reason is it is that a, is that a double standard no it's just the way that you operate there's nothing right. wrong
0: with it it's the procedure
1: and well okay one final question before we end so this dude had just gotten off an engagement. So, what is an acceptable per- period of mourning, you know, before you get back out there?
0: So, that's what this whole thing was about. Like, he just got off an engagement, like a fiancé type of engagement?
1: From the way the story was communicated to me, it looked like it had been a couple of months. A couple of months having broken up with that
0: yeah. engagement. So, yeah, I think this guy had something to prove to his parents. And like maybe he was in a depressive state, bro. Because he—that's just not something that you do on the second date. He wasn't in his right mind, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I have I have to agree with you on that one because, I mean, we've all been there after a after a breakup. And I always say this: like all all breakups, all heartbreak is, just feels exactly the same, right? But an engagement, I just feel like it will hit you a lot deeper because you were making a life term commitment to that person. Right, and then seeing it fall apart, I would imagine he went through a a tough time and he was still trying to overcome it. And this is like a flex, how the story says, right, Mm -hmm. to show to everyone, hey, I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay, but maybe the wrong time to flex, you know, maybe not flex, but actually feel that way instead. Like show that you're actively feeling okay, because this just goes to show that. This dude was not in his right mind.
0: Bro, if it was me getting off of, a, like, a serious relationship, I think I'd need some time. Um, once I got past one of my serious relationships, it took me a very long time. Uh, and I try to fill that void with, you know, meeting other people. Um, but it wasn't the same. Like, I, I didn't feel like I was being myself. So I, for me, at least... Um, I, I need some extra time. Uh, I need some time to like cope, even if it was me um, ending the relationship. Uh, wh- what is it? Wh- I think I've heard this before, that uh, for every year you spend with someone, you take uh, a month of mourning.
1: I think I've heard that as well. So <laughs> then what? So six years, six, seven years, so seven months. Something like that, seven months. That
0: that sounds like too long a time, though. I think I'd be straight for, you know, after like three three months, three, <laughs> four months. All right, two months. All right, a month and a half.
1: We just keep listening to the time scale. All right, two days.
0: <laughs> I mean, look at this guy after just
1: two dates. He, he was like stalking her uh, on social media. Yeah, dude. Well, it, what? I think it was, it said two years later and he was stalking her. Yeah,
0: like. Bro, just get that post-net clarity in you, man. Do us all a favor.
1: Do the male population a favor and don't stalk people. And
0: you guys can do us a favor and subscribe for our weekly episodes every Monday and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, if you would like to submit your very own piece, please reach out through one of our social media platforms or email us at singleinmiamipodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Have a good night, guys. No, 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 no.